Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of MSP Success Spotlight. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and this here is the show where we bring you extraordinary managed service providers to discuss a handful of different topics related to the IT solutions and cybersecurity spaces. You know, we want to learn, uh, uh, you know, really those secret sauce, if you will, of what allows these managed service providers to kind of separate themselves from the pack and really provide, a, you know, a, a fantastic service to the clients that they work with. And boy, do we have a great guest heat up for you today. Today, we're super thrilled to have Mr. Craig Robbie, president of First Class Networks, aboard with us today for another conversation surrounding cybersecurity. But before we bring Craig on, I just have a few notes that I want to share about Craig. Craig, yes, he is the president of First Class Networks, but additionally, Craig's going to be featured in a special edition of the MSP Success Magazine, so be sure to be on the lookout for that. But additionally, Craig is going to be releasing a, a book on cybersecurity, big focus on cybersecurity here in 2022. So another thing to keep your eye out on. So we're really, really excited uh, to have Craig and his knowledge about cybersecurity as a whole uh, to be with us here on today's show. So hey, without further ado, let's go ahead and bring him on. Craig, how are you doing today? Thanks for joining us. Great, Ryan. Great to see you too. Thank you so much for having me. No, absolutely, Craig. Appreciate you being here with us. I, I get it. You're president of company. You're getting pulled in a million different directions, but we appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be, to be with us here on the show. Uh, look, Craig, we're going to be diving deep into cybersecurity, your work within this space, your thoughts on where it's going. Um, but really, I, I think it'd be helpful for our audience if we zoom out a little bit. Why don't you set the scene for us a little? Tell us really what got you into this business in the first place and where your, your passion for cybersecurity and IT solutions really stems from? Well, back a little bit of ways. Uh, I got a degree in electrical and computer engineering from uh, Clarkson University in New York, or, uh, northern New York, actually. And they got me a job out in Boston uh, selling semiconductors and computer systems. And I did that for a total of four years. And about three years into uh, doing the sales job, uh, a friend of mine at Intel uh, gave me a sample processor of uh, Intel's latest computer processor. And he had a couple samples that he gave me and I built a couple of computers around them. And at this point I was 25 years old. And I told myself when I was a little kid that I always wanted to have my own business by the age of 25. So I was looking for things to do. And um, I noticed there was no computer stores that were geared towards the novice computer user. And I just built a couple of computers, knew a little bit about them and thought I could help people out with that. So I started a retail computer store called the Computer Cafe. And that was not a restaurant, but a retail computer store with a warm and friendly atmosphere. We had a couple of couches in there, a bunch of plants and 10 computers set up around the, uh, around the store for people to use. Now this was 1996. So a lot of people didn't have computers at home. I did, certainly didn't have high speed internet, internet, which we had in the, uh, in the store. Um, back then it was dial up and the internet was new. So uh, you may remember AOL and that was about it at the time. And so the internet was new and so, People would come into the store, use the computers. Uh, we taught people how to use uh, the internet, use the computers, use office programs, and we sold them computers and we did repairs. And did that very much in a customer focused, warm and friendly way. And people really, really liked that. The business did very well and businesses started asking us to do work for them. And uh, so in 2013, I started First Class Networks as a managed IT services provider uh, be in the outsourced IT department for companies. And so 
that went very well and dwarfed the size of our retail operations. And so in 2019, I closed uh, the computer cafe and uh, moved my team to an office in Woburn to focus simply on the IT needs of companies and their security. Uh, Craig, I love that. Coming from the computer cafe, really a, a you know a customer centric experience and business that you ran there. Obviously, your relationships with your clients had to be top notch uh, for the business to succeed and thrive. And but let, I want to get into first class networks now. You know, here you, you the company founded in 2013. You've been going for quite some time now. Now, obviously, IT solutions, cybersecurity, this is a populated space these days. So I guess my next question would be, what what makes you guys stand out? What makes First Class Networks unique? I know you said your, your companies, you're based out of the Woburn, Massachusetts area. You cover the greater Boston and beyond area. Um, what do you believe makes First Class Networks unique? Well, I named the company First Class Networks as a first class operation. And so... Our, our motto is first class IT solutions with first class service. And so a lot of people say that, but it's part of our DNA. It's part of our culture. Everyone that we uh, hire is client focused, very much uh, a people person. And uh, we really uh, provide that for our clients. So we are uh, first class service and we, we want to create raving fans. That's my motto, raving fans. We want people to want to refer us to people. So we do whatever we can to go above and beyond to make people happy. And um, we also take an owner's perspective. You know, being a business owner myself, um, we take the perspective of what's best for our clients, not what's best for us. And so we really gear the solutions to make the clients more efficient in their job, make them more money, and make them operate uh, better what they do. So we aren't going to... Uh, recommend solutions that aren't going to be best for them uh, or sell them uh, servers or hardware that they don't really don't need. I see that a lot. People quoting outrageous amounts of money for servers. And I'm like, well, you only need it for this. You don't, it's a file server and QuickBooks or something like that. You don't need a $10,000 server, you know? And so we really do what's best for our clients. No, Craig, I, I love that. And and one thing that I, I really enjoy diving into on this show with all the MSPs is that is that customer experience um, that it, you know that they go through when working with the different MSPs that we bring on. Talk to me a little bit about this idea of of the customer experience, or what does that first interaction look like with you guys? How does that that relationship really get kickstarted in the first place? Walk me through that. Ryan, that's a great question because not everyone is a good fit for each other. And so we might not be a good fit for them. And they might not be a good fit for us. So really the initial conversation is just a matter of sitting down to get to know each other personally, as well as professionally and understanding how they do business and what they need in their business. Um, it's, you know, we have certain things that we like to see from clients and you know, certain personality traits don't might not necessarily be a good fit. So it's really important for us to kind of feel each other out during that meeting make sure that what we offer and who we are as a company is going to be a good fit for what they're looking for. And so the first meeting is really just getting to know each other a little bit, understanding their needs, letting them know what we're all about. Uh, I love that, Craig. And, you know, you had mentioned that your company got started in, in 2013. And here we are, we're coming in on almost a decade that your company has been in business. So, you know, hey, it takes a lot to achieve success in one year with the company, let alone a decade. I'd love to get your take on uh, 
talk to me a little bit about what these last you know 10 years almost have been like for you you know from growing the company to growing relationships with clients talk to me about that growth process another great question because you know it's everyone wants to grow and they want to grow fast and do a lot for everyone but i've really made the effort to make sure that we get our own uh stuff in order and make sure our back-end processes are in place so that we are taking care of our clients and that things are properly documented processes are certainly are properly followed people are properly followed up upon because it's very easy to have those things uh go wrong and that's actually quite honestly how we get a lot of our clients people aren't happy with the customer service from other isps or msps so um we spend a lot of time getting that in place and we we are very much an employee focused con- uh, company we are a family first you know, family comes first in our company. I don't want people working long nights and weekends. Um, if they need to take time off, they take time off. Um, so we're really employee focused in that respect. We've taken great efforts to make sure our back end is, uh, is in place before we grow. And we're not going to take on new clients that we can't handle. So, we, and we're actually overstaffed too. We've got more technicians than a typical uh, managed services provider is our size. Um, when I look at the metrics comparing them to other people, we have, we're a little overweighted in our techs, but uh, that's where I want it to be. We want to be able to be very responsive for our clients. And so we've taken great efforts to build that out just to make sure our clients are happy. And as we grow, we can handle that growth and our clients will continue to be happy throughout that process. Yeah, well, Cray, absolutely. It sounds like overstaffing techs is just one more reason, one more drop in the bucket, really, of of what makes you guys truly first-class networks. Love to hear that. Um, Hey, I want to shift the conversation now. Let's get into cybersecurity, really the meat of our conversation today. You guys are are experts in this space. It is a massive, massive piece of what you bring to the table for your clients. Uh, Walk me through, I know this is going to be a little bit of a high-level question here, but walk me through in your your own thoughts and experiences on just why you believe cybersecurity is so important these days. Well, clients and people can be greatly harmed by cyber hacking. Um, And cybersecurity is the way to prevent yourself from being scammed out of a lot of money, losing your client base, losing all your intellectual property. And you've seen that over and over again, you know, and cybersecurity is really like locking the front doors of your house, but it's much harder to lock the doors on your house when you don't know where all the doors are. And, uh, and if someone gets into your house, how do you de- detect that they're in your house? So uh, I've seen so many stories of personal people that I know, clients that have not used our security services or had certain things in place that have been scammed out of more money than I'd like to admit, or they like to admit for sure more than I'd like to know about. Um, but not even our own people that we know, but also you hear those stories from, Hey, my friend did this, my friend did that. And, uh, or you hear about these larger companies and, you know, uh, back in 2019, I wrote an article about the sea dragon, uh, theft and the Naval. And, uh, I think the Chinese stole 667 gigabytes of data which pretty much all of the weapons program, all the development that they've been doing uh, were compromised and, and taken by the Chinese. And so, you know, not only are we own personally at risk, but our nation is as well. And there's not enough people out there that, that are securing the networks, you know, and it's been a wild, wild west for the hackers right now. And it's you know, one of our goals and my goals is to keep our clients and, um, you know, but honestly, our country um, safe and secure. 
You know, Craig, uh, there's a conversation that tends to come up on this show with a lot of the MSPs that we have, and it's surrounding the idea of the employees of a given company. I mean, there's there's always the, the adage of your employees are your greatest assets to a given company, of course. Well, in the case of cybersecurity, they can also be some of your biggest risks. Why don't you talk to me a little bit about the, the you know, the, this realm of educational efforts and the importance of that in the relationships with the clients that you guys have. Talk to me about what that looks like with First Class Networks and how you guys, you know, work with your clients on any sort of educational uh, opportunities or resources for your clients on, on cybersecurity. Well, very honestly, the, the user is the biggest risk in any company. The employees are the biggest risk. And people have realized that. So it does come down to education. You know, you, people have got to know that they can't click on certain things in an email. And if emails look like they're coming from someone, but something doesn't quite seem right, you have to question that and not just reply back with an email, but maybe pick up the phone and call them. Um, and so ongoing education is a very big part of it. But we've also realized that as much as people can try and not do things or do things properly, they don't. So Education is one part of it and a very big part of it, but also continually monitoring and managing uh, the computers and the, and the networks. Um, the hackers are very smooth at, at uh, circumventing a lot of things that are in place. And so we've actually built three, uh, spent about three years building out our security stack to get all the tools in place that um, we feel are uh, places of risk and where people can be compromised. And, you know, most recently, you know, we, we keep continually add to that too, because things keep popping up. The hackers keep finding new ways to, to uh, hack companies and people. So yeah. we're continually adding to our stack. We've done a very good job of that right now, but you know, even email is a very big thing that people get hacked on. And so you have to monitor that to see if someone's putting a forwarding rule in there to forward the emails um, or in, and getting alerts and all sorts of things. So. Craig, cybersecurity, this whole conversation, boy, is it ever evolving. I mean, just take a look at the last 10, 20 years that we've experienced in terms of a technological growth that we've all seen and how cybersecurity has just become more and more and more pertinent uh, for businesses and organizations these days. Talk to me a little bit about what you think the future of cybersecurity looks like, especially as we continue to see new technological innovations, new systems, new processes come out. What's the future look like for us? Well, it's interesting because there are a lot of what I, I see the future of cybersecurity being is already happening now. And since we're in the business, we kind of see that stuff happening now, but it hasn't been only reached out to the general population yet. Uh, but, you know, everyone's at risk. That's the biggest thing. And even like two-factor authentication, which is should be required on everything, especially email, even there's ways to hack that too. And so you've got to be, even with two-factor authentication, realize that there's still an opportunity for you to be compromised uh, with the, the, the two-factor. But it is not, not only is it not just for, everyone has those options or those, they're at risk. Um, you know, it's not a matter of if, you get hacked, it's when if you get hacked. And actually, that's the title of my new book, If Not When. Um, because people, one way or the other, they're going to be compromised. And whether there's antivirus or the firewall and the firewall, people will circumvent those things. So you need to have things in place to realize when someone is sitting on your computer, lurking on there, and looking at everything that you're doing. And so you have to 
not only have those basic things in place like firewall and antivirus, but you have to have other tools in place to continually monitor other parts of the program that could be, uh, that a hacker could take advantage of. And so it's so the things that you don't see also. So, you know, ransomware is a big thing. Um, the email, you know, compromising the email, intercepting emails. You know, I literally had a client the first day that we started working with them. They showed me a, an email and the email they sent with an invoice on it was different than the one they received that they sent it to. If someone had intercepted it along the way, changed the PDF to say, please make payment to this new routing number and then deliver it to the person. You know, if fortunately the person at their end was like a little suspect about it, but I looked at the whole thread and uh, someone had compromised their, their, their email. Oh yeah. This is, it's such an interesting conversation in cybersecurity and where, where everything's going these days. Uh, so Craig, in the same vein of conversation, you guys over at First Class Networks have that heavy emphasis and focus on cybersecurity, specifically with this thing called CMMC. Talk to us a little bit about what this is and why you guys have such a heavy focus on that within the overarching realm of cybersecurity. Well, the CMMC is the framework that the government has put together to make sure that their uh, industrial base is protected. You know, right now it has been a self-reporting, take care of your own IT needs. And they realize that people aren't doing what they should be doing or maybe what they are saying they're doing. So it's a framework of education as well as uh, making sure that people are have the proper cybersecurity tools in place. So uh, it's just being rolled out now. It's actually paused by the government for a little bit, but uh, it's really the framework for making sure that the, the industrial base for the Department of Defense is properly secure. Yeah, and, and in that same vein, Craig, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you believe cybersecurity is really important for CMMC in the first place? Well, cybersecurity, I mean, the CMMC is all about cybersecurity. And so, I mean, it's just important that, the, you know, it could be someone as little as, uh, you know, a food vendor might be compromised one way or the other, but, and they're shipping food out to a certain location that maybe the troops are going to be, be located at, that, you know, Little things like that can be can tell a lot to someone who might be hacked. So it's really a, an important piece of the puzzle. And because everything now is online, it's all digital. And so, you know, you don't, even, you don't need spies anymore to be on the ground. I mean, I'm sure there are, and that certainly helps, but uh, there's a lot that can be done uh, to hack the, the computers. And so it's a very vulnerable part of our infrastructure. Oh, Craig, I appreciate you, you know, kind of peeling back the curtain and sharing your thoughts on on really where cybersecurity is going. And obviously it's role within CMMC for us today. But uh, Craig, you know, we've thrown a lot at our audience today. You had mentioned, um, you know, you guys have been in business since 2013. You're, you know, you're based out of the Woburn, Massachusetts area. You cover the greater Boston and beyond area. But I want to turn our attention kind of towards our audience at the moment. Let's say somebody out there, uh, they're listening to this conversation. It's really resonating with them maybe. And and they're they're interested in maybe pursuing a conversation with first class networks with you uh, to maybe talk about um, you know where you can maybe assist them with with work for their company or just maybe even just to start the conversation around cybersecurity as a whole. If anybody out there is interested in reaching out to you and your team over at First Class Networks, what would you say is the best way they could go ahead and get in touch with you guys to to maybe start that conversation and get that ball rolling? They can certainly reach out to us on our website, firstclassnetworks.com. Um, but we, we are also offering, uh, for anyone who's interested, a cybersecurity uh, assessment. It's a level one security assessment. Uh, 
And, you know, I'm really passionate about people just being secure. So whether they have a current IT provider in-house or they have a current managed services provider doing their IT work, it's a third-party assessment to see where they stand, if they have any holes that might be, uh, be needing to be filled, and if their current solution is providing the proper security solutions for them. So we're offering this up for uh, people who are interested. It's a 20-minute, uh, very low, um, low uh, risk and like low impact. Essentially, it doesn't require any admin privileges. Your IT uh, people don't even need to know. Um, it's a small little program that's run on the computer to get a lot of details. Uh, but there's also a few questions and answers uh, involved with the whole process. It just takes about 20 minutes, but we're offering that up for everyone. Um, and something that many people might not know is cybersecurity is going to be required for insurance. We're seeing that over and over again. Our clients are calling us, hey, my insurance company's needing this and this and this, and this all comes down to cybersecurity. So that's going to be a, uh, a norm going forward. And uh, we're certainly help, happy to help them out with that. But this assessment will help them if their insurance uh, company is asking for certain information. Alrighty. Awesome. Craig. And of course, you know, Hey, if you're interested in that level one, you know, security assessment, we'll, we'll put the link up, you know, down low on the bottom of the screen for you. Uh, you know, you can reach out to, to Craig and his team to maybe get that, that process rolling. Uh, but look, Craig, Hey, as we're bringing our conversation to a head here today, uh, any final thoughts really on, on first class networks, cybersecurity as a whole, just anything else you want to leave our audience to consider today? You know, as well, regarding cybersecurity, like I mentioned before, it's a little bit of not if, but when. And it's a lot of it is that you don't know what you don't know. And you know, somebody asked me once, how do you know you didn't get hacked? And I didn't have an answer for that. I didn't know. Now I do know, and our clients know if they've been hacked. But at the time, I didn't know. So uh, if you don't have those things in place, it's important to have them in place. We're happy to help you out, give you any kind of advice that we can to make sure that you're secure. And... Um, there's a lot of great MSPs out there that are doing the job. Um, we'd love to talk to you to see if we can help you out with anything you need. Uh, thank you, Craig. Appreciate you. Thanks for carving again some time out of your day to be with us. Uh, we'll let you go ahead and get back to running your company. But again, we appreciate your, you know, your wisdom, your insights that you shared with us today. And uh, looking forward to maybe having you back on the show down the road. Ryan, thank you so much. I really appreciate you talking with me today. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Craig. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment, as always, to thank you guys, our audience, right, for carving some time out of your days to be with us. If you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard today, do us a favor, like the show, comment on it, subscribe to it on whichever platform you're checking us out on. And then, of course, share this information with friends, family, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from these types of conversations. At the end of the day, we've got some great MSPs teed up for some future episodes, some fantastic conversations with them to boot and we would hate to have you miss out on any of that potentially beneficial information so for mr craig robbie i'm ryan ruff we're going to go ahead and say so long but we appreciate you jumping aboard with us today on the installment of msp success spotlight